Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. It's Texas Alabama week. I mean, is there anything else to talk about in the state of Texas this week? Hey, I'm just having a little fun. This show is not a football program, but we're going to talk a little bit about that issue because it relates to issues of faith, family, and football when we talk about our religious freedom to pray after football games and a lot of things happening on that issue. We're going to be talking about that at our policy event, but there's been a lot of discussion about the issues of schools. So we're going to have some fun with that and some important discussion, some fun with the Texas-Alabama issue, uh, I should say, because we got a great guest today and he can cover just about any topic, but he's an expert in certain fields. Uh, Rick Green is often called America's Constitution Coach. He is the founder and a leader for a wonderful program called Patriot Academy. He's also one of the key members of Wall Builders, who we know that wonderful organization started by David Barton, where they have wonderful materials that talk about America's founding, the Constitution, of course, and our founding fathers. And we saw each other recently at the State Board of Education. Rick, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Hey, Jonathan, good to see you, man. Well, look, I didn't have much of an intro today because when we could have you on the show to talk about some of the work you're doing, how we've been able to work together recently, I want to save a lot of time for that. And, you know, I sort of mentioned that in my opening. We saw each other last week at the State Board of Education, some important work that we were doing. Saw you earlier this summer over at uh, Patriot Academy. And we're going to see you again in a couple of weeks. You're going to be one of our speakers at the Faith, Family and Freedom Forum that September 23rd and 24th, Friday and Saturday here in the Central Texas area. But many people know you because you're great work, but they may not realize that you're a former member of the state legislature. You uh, live here in the Central Texas, not too far from our office. Also, as we were reminiscing before we came on, a proud graduate of the University of Texas Law School. And so you've had a lot of activity, a lot of interest, and really a, a lot of opportunity to develop relationships around this area. And so when you came to the State Board of Education last week, there were a lot of people that were excited. You're a, you're a, a very well-known and kind of recognizable voice, um, but it's needed sometimes. As you know, government belongs to those who show up. And so I'm glad for the work that you continue to do, but I also love that you know your cues are always right on. I mean, you know when the time is to strike. And so we were working together on this issue last week. Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, some of the things that have been happening at the State Board of Education and why you decided to get involved. Well, the only thing I'll correct in all that, Jonathan, is you said proud graduate of the University of Texas. I'm a <laughs> barely graduate of the University of Texas. Yeah, I know how that can and, be. Uh, embarrassed by how left wing it is now. But anyway, um, no, you know, I, I had two takeaways from that State Board of Education meeting. Um, it was, you know, number one was that it's still the system still works when we have an outpouring of citizens. And, and, and I think without Texas values and without all the groups that showed up and the moms and everybody that showed up, uh, we would have had a radical leftist agenda poured into the classrooms of Texas classrooms. So instead of being one of the leading states to stop critical race theory and stop the gender fluidity and all that stuff being poured into the children's minds, uh, we would have been leading the way in actually being leftist. And so thankfully people showed up. Uh, it was a close vote. Um, and it was very important. Every person that showed up made a difference and pushed that over the over the line. But the second takeaway was I could not believe how far gone our education system is, how far they're willing to go. I couldn't believe that the experts that they're listening to are these radical the so-called experts. Yes, I mean, I, I sat there and listened. I was we were there 12 hours and I would listen to these people. And I was thinking, I, I, I can't believe they're not being run out on a rail. I mean, these, so, you know supposed experts with the PhDs are working on their PhDs and it's all ethnic studies and gender studies and all of these things. 
And that's who was being put on a pedestal and their work was so important and we needed to put it. I just couldn't believe it, man. It was really shocking to me. And I would say to any parent out there that's frustrated right now, that's wondering if you can save liberty and all those things, you got to be there on the 23rd and 24th because you'll go home equipped. You'll go home with hope. You'll look around and you'll go, I'm not the only one. You'll see all the things Texas Values is doing and you'll realize, oh, there's a game plan. There's actually yeah. a strategy. There and are I'll, things we can do to save our country. I'll make it easy for you. This is our tag, tagline. Educate, motivate, activate. All right. I learned a couple of things at the University of Texas, too, and certainly a little bit about trying to make things rhyme to help a message be easy. And, you know, but to your point is right to, to kind of go back to about the UT. Some of the things that that that's happening at that university, I enjoyed being at the football game last week, but it's hard for me to ignore some of the concerns of what's coming out of that university. And I know there's some good people there. Right yeah. at the law school and some of the other places, there's good people there that we know that are professors that are just hanging on but they're being overrun a lot of times. And this is sort of the next generation. Sometimes those people come over to the state board of education, right? They come over from UT or some of the universities with, you know, all the letters behind their name. I've got a JD behind my name. Shouldn't that make me an expert? But, you know, look, and, and I mean, and, and not to make an issue of it uh, specifically, but I am, okay? The people that, and you are as well. We have worked in these fields for decades, right? We don't just show up at a hearing and have an opinion. We've spent time looking yeah. at the topics. We understand the process. And just for to reset for people, the State Board of Education is an elected body of 15 members, okay? They cut up the state into 15 geographic areas. They arguably have the largest constituency of any non-statewide elected official in the state because the state is a congressman twice yeah i mean uh, you know uh, and so they have a lot of influence and whether your kids are in public school whether they're homeschooled or whether they're in private school you have good reason to care about what the majority the overwhelming majority of the students are being taught in our public schools so the state board of education makes decisions based on what's being taught last week they were making decisions about what was going to be taught in social studies history were we going to still teach in God we trust? Were we going to still teach about our founding fathers? Rick, you know this. One of the things that these so-called experts were recommending was that we no longer teach kids about the meaning of the First Amendment of the Constitution. I mean, it's hard to make it up. And then, if you will, sort of replacing it um, with or things that they wanted to now come in was robust discussions of that related to critical race theory. And so that's why you and I showed up. But it's important for people to know what's going on. And as you and I saw last week, they can make a difference. There were hundreds of people that right. signed up to testify and God bless them. Okay. Cause you were there 12 hours. Those meetings can go long. A lot of times the deck, if you will, is stacked against folks on our values, but they heard the, the, the alarm that was sounded this time. And yeah. it was great to have a lot of backup. You got to see it firsthand. Yeah. I, I think it was, it was one of the few times, honestly, where you could see the change in a handful of members, right? Like I, I, I totally believe that thing would have gone the other way if it hadn't been for the outpouring uh, and, and frankly, the righteous anger of, of parents that got up and, and spoke. And you could see there were a couple of members that it was during that testimony that their position changed and they were willing uh, to put off this whole rewrite and be able to start over with a, frankly, a better system and better experts and all of that um, in the future. So yeah, I mean, this was, this was a great victory on so many different levels. And, and if at the very least, a reminder that we can make a difference, that the system yeah. works if we work the system. Um, so people should be well, encouraged and then take that and do the same thing in their local communities. That's right. And, and, and working together, right? You were yeah. there. 
Patriot Mobile was there, Moms for Liberty, a lot of different organizations right. that, you know, sometimes we have our different focuses or different parts of the state. And we were like, hey, let's get together on this issue. That. It was like locking shields, man. Yes. Counting <laughs> for defending freedom. I mean, all of these different groups, Moms for Liberty. It was awesome to see all it, these and, different groups. Working and together. they can sometimes bring relationships to the table that maybe somebody doesn't else somebody else doesn't have a different perspective but all coming from the same place and to your point that helps when you've got a, a 15 body state board of election state board of education uh, membership that maybe somebody else is a little bit closer to this member and that can have influence i'm going to share this on my phone for people that are watching on facebook uh to get this into a little bit more visibility just if people want to uh, continue the conversation and see that we're having I'm going to show this on my Facebook page. I invite you to do the same if you're watching on Facebook. We got a little bit more time with Rick Green. And, you know, Rick, talking about sort of what the students of the next generation are going to learn and are concerned about what's being taught in school. And just real quick, so people know. So the State Board of Education rejected these bad changes and said they're so bad that we're not going to adopt them and we're going to wait another couple of years and start this process over. We'll have more details about that. And Which so that means the good the way, stuff. Jonathan, a hard decision for a couple of those members because <laughs> yes. they're done at the end of the year and they really That's right. be a part of seeing this through. So for them to switch like that, man, that just tells you how effective all those mama bears were. Yeah, so this, the good stuff that they tried to take out didn't get taken out. It stays in and really survives for another couple of years. And God, we trust in some other good stuff as well. Check our website for the details. But Rick, you run a great program and, and you're trying to sort of fight this battle, right? To counter what's happening so we can have this new generation come forward of young people that understand the Constitution, that understand why it's important to know who we are and continue to know where we came from and what makes America so exceptional. Tell us a little bit about the Patriot Academy program that I know just finished up here in Texas about a month ago. Yeah, we're really dedicated, Jonathan, to countering the leftist narrative and, and doing what the schools used to do, right? We used to have this wonderful situation in our culture where the churches, the schools, government, all pulling the same direction, all pulling towards freedom and capitalism and a constitutional system of, of limited government, all of those things. And now because we don't teach those things and we don't teach kids to be good citizens and show them what that means in most of our education system, you got to get it from the outside. And so what Patriot Academy does is our, we have these constitution classes, 14, almost 15,000 constitution coaches wow. across the country now hosting these classes in living rooms, churches, synagogues, wherever. And then we also have our youth leadership program for 16 to 25 year olds, which is where they come to state capitals across the country. They live the life of a legislator. We teach these constitutional jurisdictions, biblical worldview, all of these things, and then teach them to go out in whatever field God's called them to, but go into that field, be the best that you can be in that field and be a citizen leader, no matter whether you're going to go into the arts or you're going to go into entertainment, journalism, politics, business, doesn't matter. You still got to be a good citizen. And so thankful for you guys coming alongside us and yeah. being a part of that. And um, man, I, I'm telling you, there's just something happening, man. People are waking up. I think the fact that we do have all of our different groups working together better than ever before tells you we realize we really do have a, a precarious moment in our history. This is a special time in our history and an opportunity for a turning point the right direction, or unfortunately, it could go the wrong way if we don't work together. So well, it's, it's an exciting time, man. No, it, and we're we're honored to continue to be a part of it. I thank you for continuing to include us. I love going over there, too, even though, like, I had Mary Elizabeth doing the presentation this oh, time. I just great, want to go. Man. She was fantastic. She, she's wonderful. From now on, instead, she's just now. She was really good. Hey, I'm telling you. If and she, she would have gone to Patriot Academy when she was younger, she probably would have been governor. Okay, <laughs> like our our good friend Rosemary. Uh, but you know, I, I get over because I can feel the energy and the yeah. enthusiasm and the interest. And I want to just, in a small way, 
tell them thank you, but also tell them, hey, the work you're putting in is worth it. There will be opportunities. And there have been people that have been a part of that program that have come to work for us. And we've been excited about that. But a lot of this is because there's a lot of attention too on what's happening in the education field. You're going to be at our policy event. We already mentioned September 23rd and 24th in the Central Texas area. This event sells out every year. Rick, you're going to be talking about the, the, the issue of education, a little bit about school choice, the fundamental principles and values of homeschooling. But I think so much of it is because parents are looking for options because they're frustrated with the public education system. Some of that we saw with COVID, but some of it is because of these woke policies that some of these people in the, the public schools continue to push. Yeah, man, I, I think without school choice and without parents having the opportunity to choose a school that reinforces the American values they want their kid to learn, um, we're in real, real danger of losing the country. I mean, it's got to Well, happen. including the, the choice to, to for the school uh, classroom to be right at home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and whether you're gonna homeschool whether you're going to go to a classical Christian school or some other private school, you should have the option to take those dollars that the state is spending on your kid, take them somewhere else, because it should be about the kid. It should be about whether or not the kid is being educated well, regardless of what the name on the building is. We're paying those dollars. You ought to be able to direct that as the parent. And that competition is good for everybody. It makes the public school better. It makes the whole system better. Everywhere competition is used, it makes the product it makes the product better. And if we don't do that, Jonathan, we're losing the American value system. And I think the public school system is so overrun by the leftists. The, the teacher unions uh, have dominated for so long that without competition, I don't think we can change it from within. I think it has to be changed and forced to be changed from without. And school choice is the linchpin in making that happen. Yeah. And look, sometimes I don't even want to look. I do this work every day and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, we've got a hearing coming up later in September where we're making a presentation at Round Rock School District on behalf of a, uh, a parents that have been concerned. They've, they've been forcing the school district's been forcing their daughter. She just graduated recently, forcing her to undress next to uh, next to a male student because he chooses to use the women's bathroom and they're sort of looking uh, aside and telling her, oh, you need, you know, to come up with some other way to handle this. And it's it just so it's backwards Texas and it's concerning. School. Texas There's school. more of that. Right. In a conservative town. Right. That's in a, in a su supposed. Right. In a supposed. Uh, and that's the, the school district that I live in. Right. My kids are in private school. It doesn't come without a sacrifice. Um, but, you know, so sometimes you don't want to look and you're like, gosh, you know, because you just know there's more going on. And, and we sometimes don't even have to look. It's pushed right in front of us. Yeah. You know, they're pushing the drag queen story hours, you know, the drag queen shows. I can't even believe it. You know, in the public school, sometimes at the elementary level, you're going to be on a panel with Corey DeAngelis. We're going to have some um, Joseph Backholm's going to be there from Family Research Council talking about. Yeah. Talking about the value of Christian schools and why more churches need to invest in it. It's going to be a robust panel. Okay, before we lose you, all right, we got to talk a little bit of football. We're going to be handing out these footballs at our event, 10th anniversary. Can you believe it, Rick? We're celebrating 10 years of oh. Texas value. So we had to commemorate it because we got Coach Kennedy, who won his football prayer case at the U.S. Supreme Court. He's going to be one of our speakers. I don't have time to, to list all the names. It's an incredible lineup. But I got to put you on the spot. Texas, Alabama. Texas is the underdog, so to speak, by 19 or 20 points. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday when the Longhorns and the Crimson Tide uh, hook up over at DKR? You know, I'm usually an optimistic person, but I've also been in the Sooner Museum with all oh, the no. championship footballs and uh, the trophies, you know, and I've seen I've seen 
just how dominant they are. And so I'm not hopeful, brother. I got to tell you, I'm like I said, I'm usually more optimistic, but yeah. Uh, hey, look, you're not alone. Okay. There, I mean, you know, when you're, when the game is at your home field and you're a program like UT that has a pretty impressive legacy to some extent in football and yeah. you know, you're uh you're the, the line says you're going to lose by almost three touchdowns. Uh, you but know, anything can you happen, right? Anything, anything, anything can happen. happen. I think, our, I think our uphill battle in education kind of matches that 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 score, right? But that's okay because we're going to see for the long term, we're going to think 20 years ahead and we're going to fight these battles for school choice and investing. I love what you said about even invent churches investing and doing schools. And you use the word sacrifice. You have to do that to put your kids in private school. That's yeah. the way parents have got to start thinking, man. Whatever you got to do, your child's education, their heart and soul is on the line. You got to you got to get them out of these schools that are indoctrinating them and get them into a school, whether it's homeschool well, or these private schools. And, and even if we don't see legislation move forward on school choice, we would support it. We're hoping for that. Just the 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 environment that it's going to create when public schools realize that parents and families are deciding to choose another option. And, and yeah. for, for the most part, they only have themselves to blame. So. Rick, we're looking forward to that conversation in person at our event. Rick, actually, I'll go ahead and announce it now. He's going to be speaking on Friday, okay? September 23rd. We're going to release the whole uh, slew of times pretty soon here. But come check him out on the 23rd here in Austin, Texas. Rick, love the great work you do. Of course, our good friend David Barton over there at Wall Builders. And look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And we thank you very much for being a guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Jonathan. All right, it's good to have Rick on, you know, put him on the spot a little bit about football and, and have a little bit of fun. These are serious issues, though, that we've talked about. There's no question. And, you know, I don't need to be called an expert in order to know that the work that I'm doing and the work that our team is doing is valued. But you hear that thrown around a lot at the State Board of Education. These members of these work groups that are making these recommendations that are way out of step about what's taught in public schools are called that sometimes. Oh, well, these are people that are experts in this field. And so, you know, we must listen to them and as if they can do no wrong. As I mentioned, I've been doing this work for 15 years now, and I've studied it long before that as well. I have testified numerous times at the State Board of Education, studied their process, studied the content. And I'm also aware as a lawyer, the value and importance of teaching our young people the origin of our country, our constitution, our laws, and how they work. The Supreme Court's ruled on this. They have talked about issues like in God We Trust and Moses and all these things and their connection to history and a part of our being our national motto and being valuable as constitutional. There's not any issue there with the government having these things um, and students learning about them. So, uh, so I know those issues. I bring them to the table. So do other members of our team. I don't need to be called an expert, but I certainly feel like I could be qualified as one because of the significant amount of work that I've done and members of our team have done as well. And it is important, though, to know what's going on in the process and to know the content well enough when you're going to speak and testify, because sometimes you're going to be pushed a little bit about on these issues. We can help you with that. We can help you equip. So don't ever feel like, well, I'm not an expert. Um, we can give you good talking points so you'll know a little bit more about what you're talking about. But your expert level individually is because you're a parent and it matters to you about what your child is being taught. That's in the investment that you have in this issue. And you might also, uh, we have teachers that come forward too. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you taught social studies. Maybe it was a major of yours. But don't feel like you've got to have a specific background in order to be a part of this conversation. Uh, but if you do, that can be something that could be extremely helpful if you can bring that to our attention because these battles 
excuse me, are not over. They're going to be more. We won this round, a significant victory. I love one of the headlines. One of the headlines, and I don't remember it specifically now, but basically said that Texas parents won on this issue about what was being taught in social studies in school. And, and that was completely accurate. Um, and that was because so many of y'all responded and we are appreciative of that. But a lot of that too was the fact that our organization got involved and very much invested in the way that we can continue to do that is if you support us financially, go to our website, txvalues.org, make that tax deductible donation today so you can help us protect the uh, faith, family, and freedom of Texas and the work that we do. We have our annual budget is about $2 million. This event that we're having has gotten a little pricey, okay? There are expenses that come along with having close to, if not more than 30 speakers. Senator Ted Cruz, Attorney General Ken Paxson, Kevin Roberts, the head of Heritage Foundation, a national conservative free market and family-friendly organization up in D.C. Kevin was here for many years at Texas Public Policy Foundation. You saw our good friend Rick Green. We've also got Kristen Hawkins, Students for Life of America, Coach Joe Kennedy, all right? You can see my football very well because I'm using um, a, a fake screen behind me because of my setting. But we're going to talk faith, family, and football. We're going to talk religious freedom. There is a reporter coming from the Christian Post. He is going to tell some stories that he has been given of young people who were either forced to or for some reason chose to go through a sex change and the heartache that they now go through having to come to terms with these things being irreversible. Uh, and that gentleman's name is Brandon Showalter. A lot of great speakers. I can't go through all the names. Go to our website, txvalues.org. You don't want to miss this event. This is going to be the premier faith and family uh, law and policy event of the season. And I check, there's not a, well, I don't think there's a huge football go game going on that day. There's certainly not one in Austin. Longhorns are playing in Lubbock. I think later that day. So there's a lot of reasons why you can make it on Friday and Saturday. We'd, we'd love to have you a part of it. This event sells out every year, as I mentioned. We'll be giving out some of these 10th anniversary footballs. Can you believe it? Texas values. We're 10 years old, okay? We're almost uh, a teenager. We're getting close. It's been an exciting run. And we're going to be featuring a little bit more about that, what's happened. But I remember that day. I remember when that logo came together. I remember when we made these decisions uh, a little over 10 years ago and we started putting everything to place. It was a dream. It was a vision. That vision is not over. Okay. We haven't even completely fulfilled it, but we've done some wonderful things over 10 years because of what you've done and be a part of it. Um, I remember one of the, I just a real quick um, um, story I want to tell before we close out. And I think I got about a minute or so left. Um, one of the first things that we did was a piece of legislation that protected Christmas in public schools. Because you see what's happening now. There was war on that issue too. And sometimes there still is, even though we have a state law. But that was starting to become a very big issue. And that was one of the first pieces of legislation where we helped, we led the effort to get that passed to make sure kids can still talk about Christmas in school. They can have Christmas parties, all these great things. And so my son was old enough. My oldest son was old enough to sort of understand a little bit about what was going on. He went to the bill ceremony with me when the bill was signed into law. Uh, all three of my kids did, but my oldest caught on a little particular. In the next year, he made, and I have to put it up on the website at some point soon, he made a handwritten note with crayons and everything like little kids do. And it was a Christmas gift to me later that year. And it said, thank you, daddy, for saving Christmas. And it just melted me, right? You can imagine as a dad, and he was right. We had saved Christmas in public schools, but I didn't do it on my own. 
I tell you that story because as a child, he understood what was happening and the significance in that, that something was going to sort of live or die, exist or not. And so often, because of the help and the work that you do and support us, we are right there when things are on the line. These life and death issues, these freedom or oppression issues that come up, we are right there making sure that victory is attained or it's even possible. So just some of the many reasons why you should continue, excuse me, consider investing us, make that tax deductible donation at txvalues.org. Come see us on September 23rd and 24th of our policy form. And together you can help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.